So we're coming up to the end of the year and you're probably thinking about potentially setting some New Year's goals. A lot of people get a bit of a hard time when they set New Year's goals these days. They're almost seen as quite cliche, a little bit of a waste of time. You know, everyone will be like, oh yeah, you won't be doing that by February. And to some degree, they're right. But to some degree, they're also wrong. So I've seen a lot of people start pursuits and set different goals around New Year and they follow through on them. So there's a fair amount of people who succeed, but there's also a fair amount of people who don't and they tend to take the limelight. But what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about how you can effectively set your New Year's goals if you're keen to do this. I don't necessarily think it needs to be a new year, but anytime you want to set a goal, you can apply these and it's going to be really, really helpful. So the first one on my list is to be ambitious yet realistic. And the reason why I add that realistic is because a lot of people will set themselves up with the intentions of going 110%. And for some people that might be viable, but for most of us, it's not. When I start people on a coaching journey with myself, I'm very keen to start on minimum effective dose. I want to start to create big shifts in their life with the amount of training they're doing, their intentionality towards their nutrition, but I don't want to do so much that I've turned their life upside down, flipped it on its head, and they are basically overwhelmed with all they have to do. And if you start off, you know, a journey like the health and fitness journey, feeling overwhelmed and inundated with everything you have to do, there's not a lot of longevity in that, right? If I tell you to go run 100 kilometers tomorrow, you'd look at me like I was crazy. However, if we were working together for six, nine, 12 months, and we started at five or 10K a week, and we worked our way up, and you were running certain set distances now, you would actually think that that's a realistic goal. However, if I threw you in with that immediately, there's no chance, you know, or there's very, very little. There'll be some people out there who will, but I believe they are the outliers. So be ambitious because I want you to reach your highest goals. Maybe it's 100 kilometers, but be realistic as well. Number two is to focus more on nailing the habits and behaviors that will help you attain your goal. If your goal is to lose 20 kilos, I don't want you to focus on those 20 kilos. Those 20 kilos will not come by you focusing on those 20 kilos. And funnily enough, there's um, a term in psychology, I'm not sure what it's called, but sometimes what happens when you can visualize yourself being at 20 kilos lighter, or you think about it all the time, sometimes you can create this internal state within your body and mind that actually makes you feel like you're already there, and it doesn't allow you to work as hard as you could if you didn't think you were actually there. So sometimes by focusing on the goal too much, it can actually give us too much of a sense that we're already there. However, what I would prefer people to do is to focus on the actions and behaviors that are going to get them there. So if you want to drop 20 kilos, then you need a consistent exercise routine in place. So how about we get into the habit and build the behavior of being someone who shows up to the gym or shows up to their cardio or their home workouts two to three or four times a week? How about we become the people who constantly meal prep every single week. We got that slot into our diary and we work on being consistent with that and following through on our plan. How about we get into the routine and behavior and the habit of sleeping at a decent hour and having a wind down routine. Those things are going to facilitate that 20 kilo loss. Focusing on those is where your energy wants to be placed, not on just that number on the scale or that figure, that body composition that you want to create. Focus on nailing the habits and behaviors. The next up is a big one, especially when it comes to New Year's anticipate when you're going to give up and make a plan for it. Don't be super, super optimistic and think you're just going to bulldoze your way through February and get through to March and April and still be on plan. Be realistic and look at your past efforts. If you're someone who sets New Year's goals more or less every single year and you haven't had a great deal of success, look into that. 
Find out why you haven't had success. Find out when you start to ease off. Maybe it is that mid-February point. Maybe it is the, the end of January. And find out why. What was happening? Did you get unmotivated? Did you get a bit bored? Did you not see enough results? And take that data and apply it to the future and be like, okay, well, on average, I usually end up not following through on my goal on the second week of February. So we can essentially say that that might happen again. So what do I need to do in order to make sure that I don't stop in February? Maybe I need to you know, try this out for myself for the first month, but at the start of February, I'm then gonna hire a coach. That'd be a good way to just amp up the accountability and the motivation. Or maybe I make a bet with someone. Maybe I make a bet with my wife or husband and I put 500 or a thousand pounds on the line. I say, I have to make it through February or I lose this money. So you add that little extra bit of accountability and you plan to the point in which you potentially could trip up and stop pursuing that goal. And I think forward thinking about this is incredibly realistic and helpful. Don't be too overambitious with your longevity because a lot of people will go based on their initial motivation, which is amazing because it's a good way to get started, but they often forget how short-lived that motivation is. So be aware of it, plan for it, and you're going to have so much more success. Next aspect is to be aware of what else is going on in your life, right? If you're just about to become a new mother or father and you're also starting your own business this year and also your family needs a little extra help uh, around the home, is going 100 110% all in with a certain pursuit a wise thing to do? Or is potentially taking the smaller steps in that direction a better approach right now? Let's say that you are that person who's thinking about starting their own business, your wife has got a child on the way, and in fact, rather than going 110% on your training, you decide instead, actually, I'm gonna just adopt some healthy habits. I'm just gonna start drinking more water. I'm gonna start sleeping eight hours, obviously, depending on that newborn baby. And I'm gonna commit to exercising at least twice per week. And I'm gonna clean up my diet. That's probably quite a lot, but you're only gonna take small steps. You're not radically changing anything. Maybe I'm just gonna eat vegetables with every meal. I'm gonna have protein at every meal instead. And you just focus instead on building a foundation priming for when you do have the opportunity to go all in on that goal because you do have to look around and see what's going on i never think there's the right time to start a health and fitness journey or any journey as a matter of fact and sometimes just getting started is the best thing to do to realize what position you're in and how much you can actually do but there are times where they could be more favorable to hold off temporarily and just to make sure that you're not spreading yourself too thin so look around at your life see what's going on and if the variables are relatively stable maybe not a lot is changing from Christmas into New Year for you, maybe this is the time to ramp up on that new pursuit. The final one here is to set mini milestones and celebrate them as well. Sometimes when you are doing a pursuit that only you want to achieve, maybe it's something that isn't like a health and fitness journey, or maybe it is a health and fitness journey, maybe it's a muscle building journey where you don't actually see that many tangible results. With weight loss, you can feel those five kilos, 10 kilos come off. Let's say you start a muscle building phase and you can't really see the changes happening. However, you commit to three months of training consistently, getting stronger, eating well, and sleeping well. Celebrate that milestone just for the amount of time that you committed because of what will happen is otherwise, you'll find yourself committing to this goal and it will all just feel like work. You will never have a point to stop and reflect on your achievements because if you can't really feel them that much in a bustle building phase, maybe you'll get a bit stronger. You maybe fill out your t-shirts a little bit more, but it's not quite as tangible as weight loss, for example. And there are some journeys like that. Maybe you're improving your finances this year and that might be a process or this actually goes quite well for goals that are going to be quite long-term. So that financial one's good. Let's say you're just digging yourself out of a financial hole. You're looking to get on a blank slate when it comes to your finances 
dollars and you're looking to get your first lot of savings in. That's not going to be something that happens within weeks or months. But if you set mini milestones to say, hey, I want to pay off this debt by this time and you reach that, celebrate it celebrate every single win so you can add a little bit more joy and a little bit more sense of accomplishment and achievement and it doesn't just feel like one long effort that feels like a lot of hard work but no reward you've got to set those milestones and you've got to celebrate them as well as they will give you a nice renewed sense of motivation that sense of accomplishment that will keep you going so this can be applied not only to new year's goals but anytime you set goals and yes you can go down the route of setting you know smart goals or short-term goals long-term goals but I really think all these factors should be considered before setting out on any pursuit and they will set you up for so much more success. So I am wishing you all the success in the goals that you pick for 2022. And I hope you can implement some of these tips and they help you towards success. So that's everything from me team. Take care and I'll speak with you tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.